Good morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal. I'm the Managing Director of Business of Cannabis. Welcome back to Business of Cannabis for Wednesday, January 19th. We have a slightly different look today, so please apologize as we get our next studio set up and running uh, here in Toronto. If you like what you see, you can check out the rest of our channel with our full Business of Cannabis archive right here on our YouTube channel. So we ask you to please smash the subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. And for those new to Business of Cannabis since 2017, we've highlighted the company's brands, people, and trends driving the cannabis industry. And that's what we look to do here every day. Following the rundown of the key stories we're following, we'll get to our BFC Live segment, where today we'll be joined by Owen Ritz and Reed Horton. They are co-founders of Copilot. You'll want to stay tuned for that conversation. They aim to open up a cannabis retail store in British Columbian Airport. It's pretty exciting. We'd love to hear from you in the comments, and always feel free to visit us at businessofcannabis.com, as well as through all of our social channels on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Before we get going, we encourage you to check out two upcoming events. First, our retail series online uh, next week. Leafly and Vitrina Group uh, will be our presenting partners. We'll be talking about inventory planning for 2022. And, and next, our Business of Cannabis Miami event, which is all about cannabis retail tech, design, and data. You can find it all in the description below. Now, for today's stories, smoking for a seat in the U.S. Senate. Credit unions are picking up where safe banking left off. California leaves people behind bars, and should weed be treated like wine? For our first story, longtime Louisiana cannabis advocate Gary Chambers is running for a spot in the U.S. Senate, and he's smoking a blunt in an armchair in New Orleans swamp in his first campaign ad, which was uploaded to YouTube yesterday. According to the ad, someone is arrested for cannabis possession every 37 seconds. Police have arrested almost uh, 7.5 million Americans for cannabis violations since 2010. Black Americans are four times as likely to be arrested for cannabis violations than whites. Uh, and uh, states spend $3.7 billion enforcing cannabis laws. This is an exciting kickoff and got the cannabis industry very excited about this candidate running in Louisiana. We encourage you to check out businessofcannabis.com to see the ad. For our second story, while safe banking and other legislative efforts to make customer transactions and fundraising for cannabis companies easier in the industry... These things still haven't come to fruition in D.C. Credit unions and state-chartered bank involvement has been quietly accelerating short of that legalization. This, according to a report on Bloomberg. That's thanks to companies like Green Check Verified and Shield Compliance, which help banks compliantly work with the cannabis industry. In fact, Green Check worked with 270% more financial institutions in 2021. For our third story, a 2018 law designed to expedite cannabis conviction expungements still hasn't processed at least 34,000 cases, according to LA Times investigation in California. There are multiple challenges for individuals with convictions, such as securing employment, finding housing, securing loans, obtaining professional licenses, and generally living their lives without these records expunged. The author of the California law, uh, California Attorney General Rob Bonta, acknowledged that the process hasn't been effectively implemented. It's not acceptable, he said. It's taking too long. For our final story, to shrink the illicit market and create a sustainable industry, European cannabis shouldn't be regulated like pharmaceuticals, but instead like wine, writes Paris-based cannabis consultant Benjamin Alexander Jean, uh, Jean Roy in a op-ed for Business Can. In addition, he believes forthcoming regulations should allow the following, personal cultivation, social clubs, unlimited THC and products, and production quotas. Most of today's medical cannabis companies cannot produce cannabis that will compete in quality with what is available in the street, even if it can be looked upon as, quote, cleaner, that writes, according to the op-ed. 
Quote, by definition, pharmaceutical quality production will tend towards stabilization and reproducibility as well as limited pool of seed variety. Those are the stories we're watching today. Join 10,000 others and catch all these stories and more in your inbox every day at 7 a.m. with our Cannabis Daily Newsletter. Coming up on our B of C live conversation, we connect with Owen Ritz and Reed Horton. They are the co-founders of Copilot. Copilot is a would-be cannabis retailer in British Columbia looking to open cannabis retail stores within airports. Copilot recently announced that their initial shop would be located in Prince George, British Columbia. We connected with Ritz and Horton to talk about their idea, their journey, and the current status of their BC location. Owen and Reed, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much for having us, Jay. Uh, you guys were like all over the news. <laughs> um, uh, you opened the first, you're going to tell me exactly what you did. But before we even start, Reed, before we get to like the big announcement, Reed, tell us sort of the background about the company and sort of the thinking and positioning. Yeah, for sure. So um, Owen and I were college classmates and teammates. And we kind of bonded over our shared, uh, not distaste of travel, travel, but we, we both thought travel was stressful. Um, and we like to kind of talk about how we could improve the experience, how we could make it better, more uh, enjoyable. We had, you know, a million different strategies. You know, our friends had different strategies. Um, and what we kind of saw, and this was, you know, a couple of years back, is we saw people who were using cannabis more and more to make their travel experience better. Um, and then Owen actually took a uh, consulting trip to the Czech Republic, I think. Was it Czech Republic, Owen? Uh, yeah. And he saw a, uh, a beer vending machine in the airport. And that's kind of when it all clicked and, and put together. And, and after that, we started talking about, you know, people are using cannabis for travel. They're making cannabis, you know, is improving their travel experience, but it's still kind of inaccessible. It's inconvenient. There's a lot of confusion around what is allowed, what isn't allowed. Um, and so that's when Owen and I really started talking about, okay, you know, let's build a company around cannabis and travel and try to, you know, improve the travel experience using cannabis, you know, make it convenient, make it accessible, make it simple, um, and really, you know, try to improve travelers' experiences because we know, you know, it sucks um, when you're delayed, when you're traveling all day, it's, it's stressful. And, and just a note, and then and then um, Owen will go to you. But also, alcohol is so in your face at airports, eh? It's like, um, you know, if you go to a bar at an airport, they're like, "How about making that a double?" You're like, something that's going to dehydrate me, make me feel crappy, and potentially angrier. Now I'm going to drink more of that before I get on a plane. It never seemed to make a ton of sense to me, even though, you know, I do like a double vodka soda before getting on a plane. But Owen, oh, talk talk about sort of. From, from those sort of um, that thought process and those ideas to like opening up or, or about to open up um, in BC, talk a little bit about sort of that journey and, and sort of the location you guys have picked up. Yeah, for sure. So as Reed mentioned, we had this concept of cannabis and travel, and we knew that we were interested in opening up a cannabis store at an airport, but there was a, a long process from turning that idea into a business. Um, it began in February, 2020, we started reaching out to airports in Canada. We knew that was the place to start given the 
federal legality there in the United States due to the rules of multi-state operating. It's not feasible yet. Um, but yeah, you know, immediately we, we received a lot of positive feedback from airports. And from the start, Prince George has been really open-minded and supportive of this concept, but also us and kind of has built a partnership along the way almost for two years now. And we've been working on this concept. Um, in terms of translating that partnership into a store, it involved going to British, the British Columbia provincial government and applying for a cannabis retail license to operate at the airport. And that process itself has been a long process, but we're now reaching the point where we've gotten our provincial approval on the store where everything from our personal backgrounds to the floor plan of the store, our personal finances has all been approved. And now we're at the stage where it's up to the city of Prince George and the city council specifically to do a public hearing on our store and to ensure that it meets all regulatory compliance before being getting our final green light to actually build the store out. Yeah, it's one thing to deal with, you know, a city in British Columbia or Ontario opening up a store like there's challenges along the way with the province, the feds and the municipality and even the neighborhood. I would layering on that another layer of regulatory environment that being in an airport that have, you know, federally regulated but has provincial oversight but also has a city council that has some purview. I've done some work in city councils in the US and the airport does in some respects fall under their jurisdiction too and BC has been a challenging place up to now to actually open cannabis retail. So kudos to you. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's never easy. I mean, uh, oh, oh, and sticking with you, like thinking about the path from here forward, like, do you think uh, both the company, but also travelers, like, how do you think the response will be once you guys are open? Like, is there a parallel that, or have people been sort of contacting you like, this is the best idea since uh, sliced bread? Yeah, we've, we, we've definitely received a lot of positive feedback from, you know, people all across the travel and cannabis industry, ranging from, you know, an individual who has used cannabis before and has had to smuggle it through security to try to use these products before traveling, or an airport who's looking for, you know, new ways to generate revenue post-COVID with a lot of businesses that operated airports shutting down. Um, our biggest goal is to open an, open this first store just to see the demand in the market for a concept like this. I think it, it's one thing to hear people, you know, sounding excited about it on social media or asking if they'll purchase products here. But our biggest goal is to prove this out and to test out, you know, the two different models we're thinking about. The first being a go to a store, purchase a product, and then consume before traveling discreetly. And the second being more of like a duty-free store where someone is traveling, they're looking for a place to buy cannabis that's convenient, accessible, and perhaps less intimidating than going to a downtown retail store and where they can shop at Copilot. I think overall, our biggest goal is just to promote a safe and simple cannabis retail experience. We recognize that an airport is a really special platform to introduce our brand to travelers, but also just to help continue the process of democratizing and professionalizing the cannabis industry. So we're excited for that opportunity and to introduce Copilot to travelers in British Columbia, but hopefully beyond. Yeah, I love it. And Reed, I want to go to you. It, it strikes me, and I think we, I think all first chatted, like, I feel like, I feel like it was in the basement, so it must have been COVID, but it was very early on because it's, it's as, as you guys have described, it's been a long road. But there is also something, I think, sort of um, uh, interesting or unique about the experience of traveling that 
people in some respects people's guards are down and maybe open to new experiences um and is that sort of part of the obviously that sort of thinking around copilot is we need to make it an inviting space because people may this may be their first time in a cannabis store either they are canadian and this is the first time in or they're coming to canada and this is the first time seeing it like is that sort of part of the design and part of the thought of like how you're going to set up the shop yeah that's definitely something we've thought about uh I mean, I think Owen and I would probably say that regardless of the airport location, a lot of cannabis stores these days are still kind of intimidating. Um, and, you know, maybe for the experienced user, it makes sense. But for a new user or someone who's thinking about, um, you know, not even necessarily purchasing, but just wants to go in and see what it's all about, um, it can be a little bit off-putting and intimidating. And so we're definitely trying to have a space that's inviting, that's familiar. I think Owen and I talk a lot about uh, wanting it to feel like going to a coffee shop and, you know, getting your coffee before your flight. And I think you've kind of uh, hit the nail on the head in terms of the airport being just this really interesting social space where people have kind of time to burn. And also um, in general, they're, you know, traveling and they're, uh, they're oftentimes related to that travel, like looking to try something new. Um, and so we think the airport you know, I, I probably wouldn't necessarily recommend uh, trying cannabis for the first time in an airport, but, you know, maybe purchasing it for the first time and using it on your vacation uh, and trying it out that way. I think that um, when people are in the airport, you know, they, they've got time to kill and they are just looking to do cool things. You know, I, I've spent 20 minutes shopping a, a Hudson News looking at T-shirts that I would never buy uh, ever and so, you know, something that's actually kind of interesting well, and new and novel. Funny you should say that. I have the, and I don't want to sell them out because they're okay, but like I bought this. This is like chickpea snacks that I think I got at the Newark airport. It's like you end up buying things you've never bought before. And it was a couple of weeks ago, so they're not going super quick. But like, you're right. There is something about people's, the time they have in their hands, they're in a different space there's some anonymity to it as well because people who travel alone but it is really interesting uh uh sort of final question owen like thinking about the landscape and of course you want to get it right um the, the first go around but i, I mean I, we're going to post sort of how to get in touch with you guys when we post the video but my sense is that you're to your point like there are airports there are municipalities there are cities that have um airports that they're looking to make well even destinations unto themselves like <laughs> what if you get inundated <laughs> from airports want to like bring this in you're ready for that i presume yeah i mean i i think we're we're excited to try to build a network of of stores across canada like if we if we find that customers really enjoy the concept and they want to shop at a co-pilot not just in prince george and beyond then we're going to do everything in our power to help customers you know bring the co-pilot experience to any airport they might be traveling at so we're definitely prepared for that and excited to get in contact with anyone who's interested. Well, thanks for coming by and giving us a little bit of time. We look forward to, to seeing the shop. We'll, we'll make a flight out there. It'll be great. We'll, we'll make a purchase. We'll video the whole thing. It'll be amazing. But thanks for making time. Kudos on the journey because it did really, now that we're talking now, not that, the, not that COVID is, open, but, uh, is over, but like the beginning and now sort of hopefully the tail end. It's been a great journey to watch. And so congratulations to both of you. Yeah, that's right. Congratulations. Yeah, no, it, Thank you so much. We're uh, we're really really excited about it, and you know, looking forward to being back on with a, a store open. Love it. I cannot wait for that. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jay. 
That was episode 13 of Cannabis Daily. Thank you for joining us here this morning on YouTube. Please do subscribe, and we will see you here tomorrow. Thank <laughs> you.